Hello everyone, Pastor Scott here. Pastor Don, good to have you guys with us today. This is Good News from Good Sam, the podcast from Good Samaritan Church and School here in Southwest Las Vegas. And glad to have all of you joining us whenever you're listening to this. Pastor Don, we're starting a new sermon series. We are. The Good News from Good Sam is starting a new sermon series called Reimagining Your Life. So this, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, we started this sermon series right after Easter, because what better time than that to say, how do we start thinking about our life? Yep. Especially in the light of Easter and the good news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so what are some of the topics that are coming up that uh, we can plant the seeds of excitement right now? Right now. So we're going to, I think it's about going to end up being seven weeks or so. Yep. Um, and we're looking at reimagining your view of yourself, of God. This uh, one is one that I've been preparing for this weekend is reimagining how you think about pain, how you think about love, um, reimagining how you think about Jesus. Hmm. Uh, and then even reimagine how you think about discouragement. Yeah, I'm doing that one. I'm already thinking about it. <laughs> you know, and, but it, and you have to come back for this one, folks, if you're listening. But I was thinking about that, and really, when I think about how I think about discouragement, when I think about it properly, it gives it a whole new perspective. Yep. So anyway, that's kind of the idea with this whole series. I mean, if you think about what's been going on in the world, we've had to reimagine a lot of things. Yep. As we've gone through COVID, we've had to, to rethink how we feel about relationships, how we interact with one another, how we think about government and politicians and, and whether they can tell us to, what to do or not to do. I, and even in the church, you know this, yep. we, we have had to spend so much time and energy as a, as a ministry staff thinking about how do we reimagine reaching people with the good news of Christ because yep. we can't we can't gather we have to gather differently we yep. have to make sure the people that won't gather or don't aren't comfortable gathering can still get the message and so there's been a lot of reimagining going on that's right and so uh, we just hope that you're going to find this series helpful yeah. as uh, we dig into it so why don't we start with your very first message that you shared and again I say it the first message you shared because uh, we're, we're basing the podcast on the sermons that we presented here at Good Samaritan, but obviously it's delivered in a little bit different format. Absolutely. So this week we're going to be talking about why you need to think about what you think about. Think about that. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> think about what you think, think about. about. I, it's just so very important that we're able to do that. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to yep. give you guys a quick word of prayer, and then we're going to launch into this. Cool. So Lord, as we get ready to do this podcast, and I just pray for everyone that's listening or tuning in, that it would give them some of the soul food that they need to strengthen them in their faith journey to help them get through the day. Just use this podcast to bring people closer to you and uh, through your word, and I pray this in Jesus' name. One of the first places I want to start, if we're going to t think, talk about thinking about what you think about, let's think about the brain. Oh, my. Oh, very complex organ. A uh, lot of stuff going on. About three pounds in the average human being, which is absolutely fascinating. And yet, it uses 
of the oxygen and blood in your body. That's amazing, really. It is. It's just that is how active and and uh, important and vital it is. There's about a hundred billion neurons in your brain, which is about the same as the number of stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Now, and I when I did the sermon, I showed this with zeros. So just think about the number 100 billion and how many zeros that is. Now think about this. There are about 100 trillion connections or synapses between these 100 billion neurons. Right? And that is, that is just how active and how much is going on in your brain. And this was fascinating to me. that You can record about 800 memories a second. So you can look out like at a room that has 800 visual cues, and in a second, 800 of those visual cues are recorded in your brain. I mean, I'm thinking about that as you say it, because I'm sitting at my desk as we record this, and just looking and seeing all the things that I see in just a split second of time. Your brain records them. So it's all up there in your brain. Now here's the sad part. They're up there. It's the retrieval part that we often have issues with. That's why some people can get hypnotized. And even though they can't remember it, a hypnotist is able, if they know, if they're skilled, can go back and get memories. Because it's all up there. It's just learning to retrieve it. I, I tell my teenage son, who's going to be in high school in the fall, I said, everything you've learned in school is in your head. It's yep. there. It's getting it out that's the hard part. But part of it, I think, is just reimagining how we even think about that to say, you know what, it's there. Yeah. How do I get it? Uh, it's just really a fascinating, and that's why what you put in your brain and what you see and hear and feed your brain with is so important. Exercise is just as good for your brain as it is for your body uh, because it will increase blood flow. Um, so this is just some practical stuff. You say, where's the, where's the spiritual food coming in? Well, we're getting there. It's coming. Right. A uh, few things that are missed that I think you need to realize are not true that we only use 10% of our brain. Not true, that's an old study where they now realize that you actually use about 10% of your brain when you're sleeping. Hmm. That's how active the brain is. Um, and there's this idea that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. That once you get set in your ways, you can't change. That is not true. I, I agree. It's harder to change, but change is possible at any point in your life and that's why I want to tell you that because that's important for us as we move forward in this sermon series if we're going to reimagine or rethink some things about our lives we have to be comfortable with the idea that change or improvement is possible right now there is a verse that comes from Proverbs 4:23 that really gets to the heart of what we're talking about today it says be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. Let me say that, yeah. yeah. Say that again. Because this is, this is the, if you will, the theme verse, the key verse for this week. Be careful what you think, because your thoughts run your life. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Jesus kind of reiterates a little bit of this in Matthew 5 when he's talking to his disciples. He says, you're blessed when you get your inside world, your mind and your heart put right, uh, in sync, if you will then you can see God in the outside world, right? So to see God better in your outside world, it's about getting your mind and your heart, your inside world, kind of in sync or getting that right. And so it kind of leads to the first point that I wanted to to make to you guys today. If you want to reimagine your life, 
you need to start with your mind and your heart. So often, we try to improve our lives with external things. We'll get in shape. We'll change our hair color. We'll change what we wear. Um, colored contacts. But it is really the inner life that makes the difference. And the biggest part of that inner life has to do with how you think about things. Right? We have to take control of those thoughts. And that's not easy. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that are bombarding you throughout the day that will cause you, that are pushing you to think a certain way. Uh, culture, media, social media, and I promise you they're probably not, unless you're really wise in the way you consume media and social media and consume what you, what you view, you're going to be getting a lot of negative mind food, if you will. And then I, w I and forgive me if I'm jumping ahead, but okay. I, I would think too, it's also the stuff that has been said to us in the past mm. that maybe it's hard to let go of. It's obviously, if it was negative, right? Uh, maybe with mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or a teacher said to you or an old boyfriend or girlfriend or something, and um, you know, so there's so much that's affecting us. Plus, like you said, the media. You know, and that's we're going to get to that because that's a big deal. We've got some thought patterns that have been reinforced in our lives uh, for many, many years. Some for some of us, decades. Yeah. And we, if they're negative ones, it's hard yeah. to rework them. But you can. That's right. Romans twelve two, Paul says these amazing words. He says, "Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but let God transform you by what? By the renewing of your mind." If we're going to be transformed, Paul is right, telling us that one of the first steps of transformation comes when we renew our mind, right? When we get control of thinking about what we think about. And then it says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. Now, I'm going to stop for a second. Well, not stop. I'm going to stop you for a second. I was just thinking about that. I mean, I've read before, and I am no scientist, so I might get this wrong. But, I mean, our cells regenerate yes, in, in our body all the time. So that would mean our brain cells are regenerating, too. So literally, the cells are renewing themselves, but now the, what's going on inside of them can be renewed as well. Right, because remember, you've got those thought patterns, right? Patterns yep. have been formed in your brain. Yep. And, um, and so that's why it's harder to learn a foreign language when you're older. You can, but it's harder because... Once those patterns get hardened, usually during the teenage years, they harden, and some of those pathways harden, literally biologically harden. Um, uh, it's harder then to form new ones, yeah. but you can. And here's the thing. We have to be intentional about what we think about. We are so often worried about pollution, air pollution, water pollution, noise pollution, but there is such a thing as mind pollution, right? And this is why we need to think about what we think about. Hmm. Um, and some, some questions we can ask ourselves that will help us with that is, do I, do I really want to keep thinking about this right now? If we're like in a negative thought pattern, maybe we're in an anger fantasy, or we're in this negative thought pattern, uh, depre depression might be a hard word, but we're these negative, just kind of negative thoughts and we're dwelling on it. And really, um, worry is just negative meditation. Right? And so we're worrying about something. We have to be able to be aware of that and say, 
do I want to continue to think about this? Because we don't have to. Right. We just let ourselves do that. Well, and, and I think even when I drive home sometimes from work, you know, there's talk radio. Yep. Usually not very positive. Usually not. Yep. You know, whatever side of the aisle it's on, it's not very positive. Or I can put on Christian music or yep. classical music. Yep. I have a choice. Mm -hmm. And I can control that negativity by yep. just not listening to it. Even a, a little bit of good, clean rock and roll isn't necessarily right. a bad thing. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's better than some of that talk show stuff. Right. Because here's a, a very important truth, and hear me when I say this. You can change how you feel by changing what you're thinking about. If you're not feeling good, then realize it. Be aware of the thought patterns you're having, and then feed your mind some different stuff. Right? Feelings are very resistant to your will. You can tell yourself to stop being sad all day long. Mm -hmm. All right, you can, if you try to just force it, don't be sad, don't be sad, just be in a better mood, smile, just be in a better mood. Your feelings are going to resist that. But if you start putting a diff different thought patterns in your head, like you said, listening to some different music, reading some positive things, um, reciting some different things. So maybe you're depressed about something going on in a relationship. Why not start thinking about a different relationship that's more positive? That's what it means to be able to control some of these thought patterns. Cool. You're watching TV, and once again, you're, the negative stuff's coming out, yep. right? They're, they're making you afraid of all the bad stuff going on in the world. Turn off the TV. Yeah, or what we're doing right now is watching I Love Lucy at night because <laughs> it's fun seeing the smile right. on my son's face because exactly. it's funny. Right, change the Relax. channel. Yeah. I mean, right now there seems to be this thing going on in America where and it's a lot of it's politics, but it's the politics that seeps over in the news where the number one thing they want to do is make you afraid yep. and make you feel like the other side is all idiots, right? Whatever side you're on, the other side's all idiots. It's not true. Yeah. And, and so if you're hearing the me and you're saying, no, it is true, the other side's all idiots, you're wrong. Yeah. I'm just going to tell it to you right now. Change the channel. Change the channel. Because <laughs> if you, they've convinced you of that, then you need to be watching some different things. Um, this is interesting. Last, uh, during when I preached this, a gal came out and she gave me a great example of this, of, of changing how we feel by changing how we think. Um, she, uh, in the last couple of years, has lost two of her daughters. Yep. She's a beautiful woman. She's in her 80s, and so her children weren't really young, but they were too young to, to pass away. And she said when she is dusting a picture of her family in her house, she will begin to be sad that they are gone. But then listen to this. She tells herself to remember the good times that they had together. And instead of getting mad or sad that they are gone, she will thank God for the 50-plus mm. years that they had together and all the love they were able to share and all the memories they were able to create. That's just, that's just a perfect example of thinking about what you think about. And it took her a while to get there, it but... Did. When she made the turn, it changed a lot of things for her. So one of the ways to control your thoughts is to really just try to turn them to God as often as possible. In Psalm 42, David writes this, and David's really good about being honest with God. He says, my heart is breaking. Now look what he does about this. So I turn my thoughts back to God. See that? 
something's going on. I'm not exactly sure what this situation is, but his heart is breaking. And so one of the ways he deals with that is he tries to make sure that he turns his thoughts back to God, to God's faithfulness, to God's love. And even Jonah writes these words, when I lost all hope, I turned my thoughts once more to the Lord. So there's this great thing we can do. We can't always control our circumstances. In fact, we can't control our circumstances as often as we think we can. But we do have some control over our thoughts. By having an awareness of your thoughts and directing them down a different path, especially if the path you're on is a negative one, you can begin to reimagine a better life for yourself and you begin to feel better. Now, I kind of want to go down a little bit of a different path here, so stay with me. Um, I hope most of what we have unpacked from God's Word has made sense to you, and it sounds logical, even easy, but it's not easy. And I just want to reiterate that. This is not an easy thing right. to do. One study I read found that people on average um, have 70% of their thoughts or more are negative. And what? That just, I, what? Think about I that. can't believe that's I true. Can't, can't, that can't be positive. positive. It can't be that's positive. wrong. It's so wrong. It's so negative. <laughs> so listen to me, my friends, because you need to understand this. There is a war going on for your mind. There is a war for your thoughts. And I don't know what your thoughts are about the devil, and you can call it the world, evil, just whatever. But in Romans 7, Paul writes these words, and I love this. He goes, I have discovered this principle of life. When I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. Now remember, Paul is probably one of the most Christian people ever in the history. He is more responsible for the explosion of Christianity in the world than maybe any other single individual, obviously Jesus, but as far as human beings go. Right? I've discovered this principle of life. When I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within mm. me that is at war with my mind. Wow. And you can define that other power. I do think it's the devil or evil, yep. but if you don't know you're in a battle, that's the best way to lose a fight. I remember one time... <coughs> now, I couldn't grade, believe this story you know, when you told it. I was a, I was a fighter. I wasn't actually a very good fighter. Um, <laughs> when I was younger, and one year in sixth grade, me and a buddy that I'd been hanging out with went out on Halloween and we got in some mischief. We thought we had gotten away with it, but <coughs> somebody had recognized him. And so when he got home, he caught it, got a good beating. That's Montana, people still beat their kids on a regular basis. <coughs> well, that was decades ago. That was decades yeah. ago, right. Catch your breath, we're gonna be back in just a second. So the next day, he comes by to pick me up for school and I run out um, thinking everything's kosher, everything's cool, but he's got a beaten. And for some reason, he got in his head that I told on him, which I hadn't done, but that's what he thought. So as I run up to him and say, hey, you know, I, how, you know, we're talking about, I was getting ready to talk about the candle, the candy we got, or the fun we had. All of a sudden, he starts swinging. And next thing I know, I'm in a fight. But he's landed two or three good blows before I can even begin to defend myself. Because you didn't know you were in a fight. I didn't know I was in a fight. So needless to say... That fight did not turn out well for me. If you don't have an awareness that there is a battle going on for your mind, you're going to lose the fight before you've even begun. Would you read Romans 7 again? Because I think hearing that now, maybe it, right. it'll even mean more. I love it. I have discovered this principle in life, writes Paul, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart, but there is another power within me that, as it, 
that is at war with my mind. So be aware that there's a war going on. So here's the thing. So you're going to enter into this fight, right? You need to think about what you think about. Why not use a secret weapon? In World War II, think about that. They were getting ready to invade the island of Japan. It was at the end of the war. <clears throat> there were going to be probably millions of casualties. Yep. Probably at least over a million Japanese and, and hundreds of thousands of Americans if we had to invade the home islands. We had a secret weapon, the atomic bomb. And I, and I know there's debate about whether we should have used it or not. But that ended the war. Right. You and I have a secret weapon that can help us win the war as well. Second Corinthians write, while we live in the world, we don't fight the same way the world does. We fight with God's weapons, not worldly ones. Our weapons have God's power to demolish the enemy's strong places. With them, we can knock down all the worldly arguments. In this war, we capture every rebel thought and make it give up and obey Christ. I love that. Isn't that great? Yeah. <clears throat> we don't have if you fight this war with the world's with the world's weapons you're probably going to end up staying in that 70 80% negative thought category if you bring Christ into it and you let the word of Christ and the prayers and the holy spirit a power of the holy spirit into your life then all of a sudden now you have a weapon that the world does not have you have a power that you don't get in the world and you're going to have a much better job of winning, winning the battle Worship, prayer, good news at noon, devotions, Christian music. Podcasts. Podcasts that <laughs> are positive in nature. All these help release your secret weapon and help you capture those rebel thoughts. Hmm. Right? If the Holy Spirit controls your mind, it tells us in Romans 8, 6, there is life and peace. But if your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. So why not let the Holy Spirit and the power of God be the thing that controls your life? Think about, my friends, what you think about. Think about what you think about. And maybe just one last reading of Proverbs 4.23. Be careful what you think, because your thoughts run your life. So again, we're, this is the first message in this uh, series here on the podcast now, uh, Reimagining Your Life. And uh, I just ask that you consider tuning in next week, too. And if you find it helpful... Uh, share it with some of your friends. Right. Um, Next week, we're going to be talking about reimagining your view of yourself. There's actually some good parallels between yeah. this one and next one. So hope you'll tune into our next podcast as well. Great. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Pastor Don. And we'll be with you again real soon.